Welcome back, friends! Don't forget, this is the August Birthday Bash Giveaway Month, so don't forget to leave a comment to give you a chance to win a game. Welcome, everybody! It is time for basically a podcast with, uh... Verbalocity. Joking. <laughs> with John <laughs> I ch I've changed, I'm sorry. Oh, hey, it's Jag! Jag's with us today. Hey, Jag. Yo. Like, we're gonna see certain people in rotation quite often. But don't worry, I, I'm, I've been talking to devs. I've been talking to devs. They're coming. I am so excited. So, so you actually didn't spend all your time at Comic-Con just playing at the <laughs> Nintendo booth then? You actually no, lined up no. some devs, did you? I spent two days at Nintendo booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you can't get any from Nintendo, though, but... I talked to Blizzard people. Like, they had actual Blizzard people. Yeah, doing I'm, the lines. I'm, I'm guessing, like, though, with Blizz, uh, trying to get somebody to talk on camera, you have to go through the legal department and the marketing yes. department and HR. Yeah. And the, <laughs> Everything <laughs> had to be off the record, basically. Um, <laughs> it, it's there. It was weird because, like, people who work for Blizzard, like, these aren't just. It's interesting which companies hire just random people yeah. and which companies just send their staff. Yeah. Blizzard sends their staff, which surprised me. Nintendo doesn't. Nintendo, half their staff is Nintendo people, just to manage everything, yeah. and then it's just models. They just hire <laughs> models to do everything, so you can tell- what, like Reggie? Reggie's a model, really, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I bet he'd like that. Um, I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they hire models. Nintendo hires models, and they just have to know how to just have people do lines and stuff. Yeah. But they do have people who know Nintendo, and sometimes the models know Nintendo, so it helps. But you can tell- when they don't know, and or yeah. they don't care, like just, just do your game. You came out of an agency book, game. didn't you? Yeah, basically. <laughs> some some board exec from Nintendo just got the catalog. Go, I'll have one of those, one of those, and one of those. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but Capcom sends their people down, which is great. Okay. They send developers down, which is interesting. And so you get to talk to them about actual stuff, which is great. Uh. Nintendo actually sent down one of the world champs for Super Nintendo, uh, not Super Nintendo, for Street Fighter. They sent down one okay. of the world champs, and that was pretty cool. Actually, it was Capcom sent them, and so it was this Nintendo-Capcom thing together. Okay, right. I was going to say, and why so, would Nintendo pay for that? Surely that's a Capcom yeah. thing. But Yeah, so Capcom paid for him, but he was at the Nintendo thing, and the dude was just rolling everybody, because of course <laughs> he was. And he's just laughing and smiling, what not even looking like, at the like screen at the time. Playing with one hand, signing autographs <laughs> with the other, and not even staring was, at the screen. <laughs> it was basically kind of like that. He was like, ah, he's just beating people. He's just talking to people to the sides while playing. <laughs> it's like, he just knows what he's doing. Like, he knows how you're going to react to him, yeah. and he just schools, and it's amazing, because... <laughs> I've done that. It's it's fun when you know. Surely, what you're though, doing. if he's doing that, there, there is an easy way to beat him. If he's not looking, <laughs> you just unplug the cable. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. Uh, well, not that, but uh, a controller went missing at one point, and the dude in charge—you could see him flipping the hell out okay. on the inside. He's like, "There is a fire down below that is erupting." He's like, "Oh, oh, oh! Sh there's a controller missing. There's a controller missing." Uh. That is money out of my pocket if that is not yeah. found. Oh, damn. And it was just some little kid who forgot that they were holding the controller. And just wandering like, around the hall. Like, yeah. Oh, I've still like, got this. <laughs> they took it and they took it to, like, Minecraft for, for Switch. And the person at the booth was like, why do we have one mo more controllers than we should have here? What's going on? <laughs> and so we got it back. But I'm like, whoa, he was, he was like, oh, God. Okay, okay. It was very <laughs> trusting. There were no... 
the controllers were not bound. They're all un uh, unplugged oh, okay. controllers. So uh, wireless controllers. So it was a very is that so you can system. listen to how many ice cubes there are in it? <laughs> oh my god! I uh, my opinions on Switch One Two Switch are should have been a pack in because of that would have been concept. Everyone has said everyone not, not since that. day one, but since before, <laughs> since the press events. Yeah. Going no, this shouldn't be. It's like forty dollars, fifty dollars, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's forty. Yeah, it's it's almost a full price game. Like, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And it's ridiculous because uh, it's it's a proof of concept game. It's really what it yeah. is. Just like Wii Sports was. There's just more to it. There's a bunch of them, and it was really fun. I didn't have anyone with me because I don't have any friends. Oh, uh. but I was playing with randos, and it was really fun. Uh, <laughs> and it was really fun playing with random people because some of them didn't know what they were doing, some of them did know what they are doing and just these games were great proofs of concept yeah. they really were there's one where you're holding balls in your hand like it's it's in this box I'm not touching it I'm not touching and it <laughs> you have to jiggle it around to hear to feel how many balls there are Okay, you're feeling and... strangers' balls in a, a, a public environment. There are laws against that kind of thing. Yes. And it was always three balls, by the way. It was always three balls for some reason. It was never two or one. It was always three. But just feel around and, and just how many are there in there. And if you tie, you tie. And eventually, it's whoever gets, gets the guess first. Right. And they're correct. And it was just interesting. It was very cool doing that because the feedback on that controller, it's very impressive. And so there's so many good proof of concepts in there. I thankfully didn't do the the milking one, but I watched people do it. <laughs> I I don't. That's even just know. one step too far. I yeah, mean, I I've ridiculous. still not had chance to play with a switch, but one two switch definitely seems like it's the drunk party game at the end of the night. What? Um. Yes, it definitely is, and it's it's funny, and they do make notes of like make sure there's room because if you're gonna move around a bit and. <laughs> You don't want to hit somebody or yourself on something, so watch it. I'm glad it does warn you because some people are going to be too too not smart about yeah. that. Also, I'm I'm saying it's the the drunk one at the end of the night is because then you're so numb you can't actually feel how <laughs> un uncomfortable that oh, the, the geez, controllers yeah. are. Because that's mm -hmm. it, that's what I've heard from everyone that, that the controllers are designed for children. You can't actually yeah. play them. They're, they're tiny, sort of thing. Yeah, they're really small. They felt fine, but I don't have like. Like freaking Shaquille O'Neal hand, so I'm fine, <laughs> so I'm good. I feel like they need to make a bigger version hand, uh, bigger controllers for bigger hand people. But like but, for me, they felt okay, they felt fine. They do feel a little small. Right. You feel like you're the Hulk holding something because holy crap, <laughs> they feel very small. But you're still able to navigate everything. It's just that since they're so small, it's just such a little distance between each thing. You're like, well, but they also feel a little awkward. It's weird. Mm. I don't know. The The good news is they have some different control schemes that you can find one that might work for you, okay. which helps out. And it's not that they just want to sell you the, uh, was it, the Pro Controller for 70 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty good controller. I like the Pro Controller Yeah, but well, the fact though, is, but... to actually have one that is usable by everyone, you mm -hmm. have to f shell out another you know, 60 dollars or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was, it was fun, and yeah, once you switch is fun, I just... It's a proof of concept game. It's a proof of concept game. I unless that thing made bank, I don't see why it was like that. I don't know. It 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 would have I although I think they were relying on Breath of the Wild pushing systems. Yeah. But Winter Switch would have helped. It's no Wii Sports, of course. Wii Sports was pushing systems. Yeah. But I suppose switching tact 
instead of talking stuff that happened weeks ago, we can yeah, we, yeah, we can yeah. segue from Mario into what's happened this week, and everyone is loving Sonic again. Uh, Sonic Mania, got to play it at Comic-Con as well. Oh, there so we go. See, I'm here, here to help you with these segues. Uh, yes, because I'm like, <laughs> how do we segue out? Uh, Sonic Mania, it's it's just Sonic 2. It's, or so, it's, okay, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is really what it is. You mean it's but not Knuckles, that, Knuckles, and Knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles, Knuckles, and Knuckles. It, it's fun. It's... It's an interesting thought that they had to go back to their roots right. to get people really on board. And they actually have to hire bad. people that know the, the whole mm -hmm. thing and aren't going to f*** it up, essentially. Yes. Like, oh, I remember get Sonic Get fans Boom. to do it because they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's Seeing all the different things they've done with Sonic, I people just, there are people who just feel like the last good Sonic was on Sega. I was like, yep. Jesus Christ. I... I at least like Sonic Battle 2. I like Sonic Adventure Battle. <laughs> Too many names. Sonic Adventure 2. That one I liked. Sonic Adventure 1 was ridiculous. But I like Sonic Adventure 2. I thought Generations was pretty good. I didn't... Not bad at all. Uh, but, like, Sonic Heroes is not the best. Sonic Colors. What did... Sonic Boom? The cartoon's <laughs> amazing, but the game is terrible. Um, but they came out with two games. Sonic Mania and then the lesser known, because everyone was playing Mania... Uh, Sonic Forces, I think? Oh, is that the uh, OC Do Not Steal one? <laughs> this is where you get to create your own characters, isn't it? Yeah, you get to create your own character. <laughs> and there's like three modes of this game. There's like um, the story mode, and there's a classic mode where you play original Sonic, the little fat Sonic. Right. And then uh, then play your own character. It's And it's, it is such a Mary Sue situation. Like, we're relying on you, newbie. You're like this, and they're like... You're just being a character there with you. You're with all the people, and so it's kind of cool that you have that. And they were fun, but it was really, it's very much. It felt more like Sonic Adventure, right. in that you're going between or, or Generation is the best example. You're going between 2D and you're going between like 2D like this, and then going forward 3D lane running and everything like that. I don't, I don't think there was any like freeform 3D world moving around, but there was going this way and then going that way. So it's a lot of these two it's, things. It's it's kind of bridging the gap. It's a case of it's not a full 3D game, which is guaranteed the death of a Sonic game, essentially. <laughs> I like I, I liked Adventure Two. <laughs> no one else did. Well, Heroes wasn't so great, but um. Yeah, well, they I don't think just I've actually two, two ever played a Sonic game that wasn't on the Mega Drive. Well, Genesis. Uh, oh, okay. So I, I I played you know one, two, three, Sonic and Knuckles, Spinball, all those kind of ones. Oh, but Spinball, great. Uh, I've never played any any that weren't on the Mega Drive. There was the three D one on the Mega Drive, the Sonic three D, where it really was three D and everything. I think it was just called Sonic three D, wasn't it? Possibly. And that one wasn't bad. It was okay. Was that wasn't that on the Sega CD? I, I think actually okay. Mm, it, I played I, it on the Sega Channel, is why. So yeah. I don't think that's on the CD. Then there's Sonic CD, which, yeah. which everyone really likes if they afford <laughs> if they could afford a Sonic CD or they played it. I got to play it later on with the collection, and that right. was fine. The problem with that is, you go through this entire thing, the second to last level is a puzzle level, where you have to figure out seasons to move on. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, you're just screwed, because the entire game is left to right, left to right, left yeah. to right. 
Now it's figure out a puzzle, then go right. <laughs> and if you're a kid, you don't realize that and you're just, you're stuck and it sucks. To when be you're a kid, you. all you want to do is got to go fast. Yeah. Got to go fast to the right. Yeah. Keep going right. <laughs> but is the weird thing I'm finding out is because there's some people who are deep in the fandom. There's a, there's a conflict between people who like Mania and people who like Forces. Why is there infighting for Sonic games? There hasn't been great Sonic games in a long time. <laughs> because Why they can't fighting? fight against the, the, the Nintendo and Mario fanboys anymore. They have to fight amongst themselves. Yeah, this this goes to like a deeper <laughs> thing about people. It's like, we gotta find something to fight about. Tribalism. Apparently. It's all about the tribalism. Yeah. Even within the tribe, apparently. Like, oh and talking God. about tribalism, obviously we don't get to play Sonic Mania yet on PC because reasons. It's, it's what, end of the month it comes out on PC? PC Master Race are left behind. <laughs> I don't know if it's a port issue. I don't know how it's a port issue. If it's basically Sonic, th Sonic Three and Knuckles, I I don't know. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, there's another game which name I can't remember right now. Where it was everything comes out today and in two days PS4. I was like, <laughs> it's always weird when it's like a port just a little bit longer. Yeah. And I guess it's just the different. Uh, things they have to deal with. Well, sometimes it's, you know, almost not so much legal, but they, obviously with the consoles, there's this whole um, validation process and it, it takes months and months and months to get signed off that it will actually yeah. release. And then, you know, something screws up there. Somebody doesn't sign the right bit of paperwork or dot the T's and I's and all that on yeah. the, the paperwork. Then that can possibly push stuff back. But... Oh, okay. Didn't know that one. Because um, unlike Steam, where you go, I've got a game. Here's $100. Put it out there, please. <laughs> on oh, there on console, there is, you know, months and months and months of, you know, getting it to go gold, essentially. And they have to hmm. sign off on it, either uh, Microsoft or Sony. All right. Uh, for me, I guess, I, I guess it's just paperwork then and then adjustments and stuff like that. And we can segue to Steam now. There we go. I, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing Segways. <laughs> yes. The art of segues is something Scarf needs to learn for podcasts. Um, uh, the keys. We can yeah. Talk about the, this has come out over the last few days, hasn't it? The, the fact that it was... Is somebody quite high up in Valve posted something about um, they're instigating a new policy to get rid of the uh, not real games, I think was the quote. <laughs> Uh, it's basically and... to, they thought, uh, getting rid of green light and instigating what was Steam Direct, the $100 fee, yeah. would get rid of the asset flippers and the ones that just churn out, let's say it, crap. Um, yes. the, the ones uh, that are if... only there for the kind of trading card mill type games. Yes. And I don't remember if I talked with you about it or if I talked with Verb, but we talked about that and it was like. They're going to keep doing it because the money's going to be worth yeah, more than $100. Exactly. And Steam somehow didn't see that coming? I... What? Now, all it really was was a barrier for people who were just putting crap up on for fun on Greenlight. Yeah. That's, that helped out with that. But if you're a flipper and you think you can make at least $100, you're yeah. going to put it up there yeah, anyway. exactly. And uh, as, a, as a just trusting people, because people ruin everything, the idea is, well, $100... That's a bit, it's going to cost a bit to go up there, so we can trust people that they're not going to be crappy and they're doing this for the cards or anything. No, 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 the cards are making them enough money that 100 isn't enough to stop them. Yeah. 
And you get they're trying to be fair for like the smaller devs and everything. And it's like, you guys might need to just do an application process because, which they had, I don't know if they still do now. Uh, just having Who knows how the inner enough. workings of Valve's mind work? Yes, because they're not the most transparent. They try to be, but I think the problem is since Valve is so very not transparent, and when they finally are, they get slapped by random people for it, that it makes them be less transparent. Because when this whole thing came out and they said it that way and everything, people are like, oh, so they're just going after the little devs and everything. Yeah. They're, just, they're just hating on all the devs. Like, no, no, we're trying to stop the scam guys, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Because it, it comes down to people just assuming the worst about companies. They just assume all companies are pretty bad. Yeah. And that what that's what happened there. And they had to clarify. It's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going after the people who are, who are doing this for the cards. Who are doing this for... They're not actually developing games. They're developing ways of making money off the system. They're gaming the system. They're not making games. They're gaming the system. So, like, if they barely even sell 100 copies, but they're asking for, like, thousands of keys, yep. obviously... S something uh, a little shady is yes. going on. <laughs> but it's, so it's the, yeah. the, the actual quote is something along the lines of, uh, if you're going to keep generating these keys uh, and not bringing any value to our, uh, the, the Valve uh, marketplace, uh, we're going to have to question doing business with you sort of thing. That, yeah. that that's along the lines of what the quote is, but it's mm -hmm. it's this will certainly it's not going to stop it, but it will certainly yeah. try and it will certainly slow it down. If they if these devs that basically generate hundreds of thousands of keys to kind of pass on to the kind of grey market or pass on to these bot farms to just generate the cards, then this is at least going to slow it down a little. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like I'm assuming that Valve made just so much money off opening the floodgates when they did. Oh yeah, because and... the, the, the figures came out for that, didn't they? A couple of weeks ago, the fact that since Steam Direct has started, the it's not been a case of the number of games being released on a weekly basis going down. It's gone up. It's trebled or something like that. You know yeah. where it was like close to you know hundred two hundred games. A week or whatever it was, it's it's no no no. It's got it gone up to like two hundred, three hundred a week. So it it was on. It was a hundred. Yeah. Think, right? So they if if Steam's making all this money off of it, then they don't care. Yeah. It kind of. I still feel like they need to just have a team of curation, and even though people are flawed, that you just have people just double check each other or something yeah. because. I don't know, like, the, the volume of games is high, and we have to deal with that as far as finding games worth talking about. Yep. And there are some pretty good games stuck in the mud in that situation, which is very unfortunate. They're just... Because it was... I think they've gotten over it now because they don't have a choice. It was a time when Steam... When developers were like, we need to be on the front page, yeah. on the top of the page. And now you're only there for maybe an hour or so because yeah. of the flood, and you don't have a choice in the matter. It's so just how I, it is I now. think, uh, you know... A couple of years ago now, I think Mike Bithell did a whole piece, uh, wrote, wrote an article for The Guardian or something like that, saying if he'd released Thomas Was Alone during like, the Greenlight era, he, he wouldn't have had the success he had because it was a case of he got in with Thomas Was Alone right at that kind of tail end of when you actually had to know somebody at Valve to get your game onto the Steam store. And that process, something like Thomas Was Alone, was a breakout indie hit because it 
it wasn't in amongst all the trash. I mean, luckily we've had a few gems over the last year or so, but you've got to think, even if something like Undertale came out, you know, this year as opposed to last year, would it have had the same success because it would have been drowned out by everything else? It's true. The right people had to see it. Like, I think it still would have gotten a, a cult following because Undertale has got a good quality to yeah. it. But I think uh, it has to get to the right eyeballs. That's that's what it is. It's what it always is, is you got to get to the right people. It's a bit of luck and it's just, uh, no, it's a lot of luck. Yeah. <laughs> you You have to make a great product too, but you also need to get to the right eyes. And if there's just so many games happening, Undertale might be the one that gets in the wayside or Thomas Was Alone or some other great indie game. It's heartbreaking whenever a great game doesn't get any attention. We see that all the time, yep. especially now. There's some amazing games that nobody's playing. And that's the problem. I don't I feel like the curator system for viewer like users being curators was an attempt to try to help with that. Like if you really like this person, you follow them for this. Yep. And like, oh, here's all the things they recommend. If you want to find all the visual novels, there are visual novel yeah. uh curators. They're like uh and there there are just varying degrees of visual novel curators so you have your genre that you're interested in. I mean, that, in. I think that is the only thing Greenlight has actually had as a plus point. If we hadn't have had Greenlight, we wouldn't have had kind of the, the visual novel genre breakout as big as it has. And Very true. I mean, admittedly, we've got tank dating simulators and all that kind <laughs> of thing, but it's... It... Uh, yes, yes. But, um... But you wouldn't have had, uh, you know, Hatterfall Boyfriend or um, the, the the current oh, yeah, darling yeah. at the moment is, what is it, uh, Daddy Dating One. I can't yeah, remember what it's called. Daddy, Dream Daddy. Almost a Daddy Daker. Daker. Yeah, 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 Dream Daddies. Like, I feel like um, for that, it was, yeah, visual novels really helped out because Hat of a Boyfriend has been around forever. Yeah. It was around for a very long time and it was very much a cult, just holy crap, yeah. look at this thing kind of thing. And then it gets on Steam, and it's allowed to blow up because now even more people know about it. And exactly. More people are just talking about it and talking about it. And so you get just visual novels in general, and then you get the tank dating game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they next made the North Korean dating game. <laughs> and their next game is dating Hitler himself, but as a girl. That's the next game. Right. I'm like, in... In our day and age right now, <laughs> that is a very curious choice to make. Of course, they made that choice months ago, but they're going through with him. Like, that's going to be an interesting choice of a game. And then, of course, yep. you have uh, visual novels that they're all the same damn thing to mo for the most part. And then you have Daddy, uh, Dream Daddy, which is a funny, like, it's like, this is a funny concept. You're okay. You're like, you're a dad, but they're also dads. And yep. you're. Because I haven't played it, but it's like, Me you're neither. dating dads, but you have a wife, and so I guess it's just, like, dudes becoming friends, or does it go all the way? Not knowing? Someone tell me? Actually, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know, actually. Oh, you're going to have so Be many comments now. <laughs> because I'm not a fan of cuckolding? I'm not a fan of that, so <laughs> I actually don't know if I want to know. Did do they go full cuckold? I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> You've I, just opened I, the floodgates now. You've opened yeah, the floodgates. Um, but I know there's like the the daughter of your character or one of the characters has captured everyone's hearts, apparently. And so it's that's nice. Like I have no interest in playing it, but I'm happy for everyone who's playing it. They're having a lot of fun with it. 
But yeah, the floodgates on visual novels. Holy crap. And just clickers. There's so many clickers mm. that, that came out as well. And I just, I feel like Steam themselves could have a curator team just shaving off all the, the obvious crap. Yep. The obvious, obvious crap. Or they can go in there like, okay, I think you guys need a little bit more time on this game. I don't Maybe know. Maybe have I just the feel like, uh, you know, executable actually work <laughs> and not too. missing. <laughs> I feel like Steam could afford a team. They they make a lot of money. They can afford a team. They're they're not dying they're, they're, on money. They're, they're, they're just spending all the money making this these VR games that nobody <laughs> nobody knows about or plays or no, no, ma- no, they're making a card game oh. now based on Dota. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. The, re- the reaction to that, oh, my God. It what, was like, how many dislikes oh, is it at, at the moment? And then just, ooh, like, you could feel it. You Just watching, you're like, everyone's super hyped for something new, yeah. and there's just like, oh. Okay, the artifact Interest teaser. Just dies. How, how many, many dislikes? dislikes is it on? Oh, it's God. currently on. Right. Go on, take a guess. Go on, let's see. Dota is one of the most popular games ever. This was at the International, so I'm going to say maybe 50,000? You're close. It's at 4,000 likes and 40,000 dislikes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Mmm. Mmm. Steam, what does that tell you? I. At the same time, it could be an overreaction. Like, Jinx's reaction is, because it's Steam... Uh, it it could either be the most fair game yeah. when it comes to to a CCG money wise, or it could have the most shenanigans. Yep, it's it's really a question of uh, which part of Steam is it because Steam is capable of both. Yeah, and they've done both, so you just don't know. But at, at the end of the day, I think it'll probably be a pretty competent card game because Valve don't tend to make bad games when they actually yes. make games. It's just mm-hmm. a case of. It's not what people really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's... that their marketing department may have needed to do a bit more kind of, you know, customer surveys and testing. And is, is there really space in the market for another one of these? Is this what our audience wants? Oh, geez. Like, I... It, yeah, it was like, another card game? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just... No, no, like... Who actually cares about the... I'm sorry if you do, but the Elder Scrolls card game, no. The Fables card game, no. Like, there's room for card games, but at the same time, I just can't be arsed. I just can't. Um, Gwent is fun, but it suffers from just having so little cards to me. So everyone has the same damn deck. Hearthstone has the other problem where there's a lot of cards. There's too many cards. There's so much... (laughs) There's, There's too many cards, but also since there's so much reliant on legendaries, you just end up dealing with crap like yeah i think when's a better balanced game you just it's too same because of the card numbers but they're closely balancing that game around the new cards and everything so yeah. they're making sure it's a very well balanced game so i feel like when the game hits actual release instead of open beta i think it could be a very amazing game mm. i really think it could be because even with the beginner decks you can do work there's some things you can do so i'm looking forward to when gwent releases but right now in beta i'm like i'm seeing the same deck too often uh, but a freaking Dota card game, I would assume it'll be good. It's just that people who wanted Half-Life are very unhappy yeah. because they were supposed to get Half-Life 3 years ago. People who want a Portal 3 are very unhappy because they want a Portal 3. Yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead 3, everything's a 3, yeah. Team Fortress 3. Also, pe- pe- people are asking, 
is this what you've been working on Source 2 <laughs> with? You know, surely you, you can make, you know, the Source engine do more than just a card game. Mm-hmm. But... It, it can do a lot of things. People have proven that with their freaking video makers and everything, with the Source makers. But cycling back to indie games, and there, there was oh, another yeah. news story I came across this week. Uh, yeah. Basically, the guy behind Steam Spy, Sergey, I'm going to mess up his name. I'm going to look for it. Uh, uh, where is it? Where is he? Where is he? Whatever his name is. He did a big <laughs> extended um, blog post talking about are indies kind of chasing uh, the, their way to the bottom, essentially. Uh, I think it's Sergey Galyakin. Maybe is that like, it? Is it a rat race and everyone's racing to the bottom? Yeah, that he's he's basically using something like uh, Jonathan Blow's The Witness as a prime example of what indie developers should be maybe uh, reaching for, rather than this 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 fabled "Oh, we're an indie developer, we've sold a million copies," and to do that, they've basically had to reduce the price down to you know three dollars. Mm. Why not go, you know? For that slightly higher price tag, because we're seeing how many hundreds and thousands of games are being released. You're not, you know, there's going to be like one game a, a month that maybe cracks a hundred thousand copies. All the other thousands of indie games, which you know, people have worked, you know, not just the asset flippers, but people genuinely have spent time and effort, you know, spent two, three, four years of their lives plowing into this. It could be a, a small one-man team. It could be a team of, you know, a dozen people plowed all that time in and they're, they're just chasing this kind of, oh, we have to sell, you know, 100,000 units to actually make our money back. How do we do this? Somebody tell us, oh, right, we have to sell it for five bucks. No, he's saying maybe they should maybe reach for, okay, put a higher price tag on it, not $15 or $20, actually reach for that kind of $30, $40 price tag. Because then you don't have to shift as many units. It adds some kind of value to your game in the fact that, look, we think this game is worth this much because we have put all this time and then actually try and sell it as, oh, no, we're not just another cheap indie game. We are actually producing a high value product. It's it's probably similar to uh, what's it Hellblade came out recently. Indie team, obviously fairly reasonably sized indie team uh, there, and I think it's it's like thirty odd people on the team, and obviously they've been working on Hellblade for uh, like three four years, something like that. But it's an indie t- uh, game. They've classed it as a triple A indie, but they're they're selling it at thirty dollars. So it's probably I I would imagine they they could have maybe asked more for that because all the reviews have been fairly positive about it and they're saying you know for it being about an 8 9 hour game $30 seems more than reasonable for the price because you're getting better value better quality out of it than you know some AAA $60 games that only have a three-hour story or something like that. Yeah. I know for consumers, we all want more games, cheaper games, and all that kind of thing. 
But I can certainly see the argument for having indies rather than chasing to the bottom actually saying, no, we value our time and our product and actually putting potentially a higher price tag on it. it the, okay. the hard part is there's a dozen things we're talking about in that conversation. It's supply versus demand. We have a, a huge supply versus demand going on. There's always people wanting games, but it's, there's just what kind of game they're looking for and stuff like that. Then there's, is the game worth it or not? Is, is is the game really that great or not? Like, Hellblade is an example on the higher end. Like, yep. yeah, that, sh that could conceivably be a 60 game. That could be. Uh, some other games where they're like, they're, they have like one kind of mechanic and the game's not that long. Maybe it's just all about the replay loop, but it's not really, there's not a huge heft to it. Then, yeah, okay, it's a, it should be a lower price game. You put it too high, no one's going to want it. It's a very hard argument because some games are super artsy, so it took yep. a lot of work to art it up and took a lot of money to make it, but nobody's playing it because it's not interesting enough or things like that. It's, it's heartbreaking when you see games that are heavy on the art, so they have to be high on the price, but no one's playing them because it's not grabbing enough people. Yeah, It's also a question of advertising where we sold this many copies, so like, hey, you should jump in on this as well, or... Uh, they just didn't advertise hard enough so that they're not selling enough copies. Not enough people have their eyes on it, so there's not enough people who know it exists. So at a higher price, that could hurt because no one's buying it. And you have this higher price or lower price. Like, if your game is higher up on the price, then you need better advertising, I think. Because you need more people to buy them. Yep. Uh, to, because you just need sales in general. Like, you need less sales. You need less sales. Uh, to get your money back when you're a higher price game, but you need more advertising to get more people interested in you. When you're at the bottom, though, when you're just only a couple dollars, then you're in the bin with everyone else, but you might get sales based on just people who are just buying cheap yep. games, and there's a lot of people buying cheap games, so you might not need to advertise as hard. So it's it's a lot of back and forth. I remember, I think maybe a year or two ago, it was people saying, $20 is the best place to go for indie games, this is where you're going to make the most money. It's just it's just that center point and supply and demand and price and all that. And that yep. might have been fine then. And it's also a question if the game's worth it or not. Like, there's plenty of games that are criminally undersell uh, underpricing themselves, but there's also games that are criminally overpricing themselves yep. and are just hoping for those random people who's like, ah, oh, maybe it's worth and stuff like that. It's it's hard. And it's a big spaghetti mess. It really is. And anything on the internet is a big spaghetti mess. Like, it's the same thing with us with YouTube trying to figure out What's the video we should be playing? What's the kind of games we should be playing? What's the time what's, link we should be What's going to get us an audience and what do we want to yeah. play? It's always that yes. toss up. Uh, what time should we release? What day should I release? What Should I be going for this time zone? Should I be going for this uh, demographic? It's so many different factors to worry well, about. The, the demographic we're all supposed to go for is uh, uh, kiddie-friendly, remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> because yes, we can't too. say anything controversial. We can't do anything for you know an 18-plus audience. We'll, we'll get onto that. We will get onto yeah, that. Yeah, we will segue to that in a moment. Um, if there's anything else to say about Steam prices, I, I've i gotten to the point where I don't talk about prices anymore because yeah. it's so hard. Like, I don't want to insult, insult the devs by saying their game is either worth less or more yeah. to me. And also, it's a question of time and it's a question of quality. And maybe to me, the quality of this game is terrible, but someone else that actually sees a higher quality to it, or maybe the dev put a lot of work in it, but it still looks like crap. I don't know. It's a hard thing to do. Like, you don't... 
you want devs to succeed. You don't want them to yep, fail unless exactly. it's a flipper, then you hate the flippers. But uh, no one likes that dolphin. But <laughs> um, it, it's it's a hard thing. It's such a big mess. And as is everything on the internet, there's so many factors and so many things going on. It's like, how can you really... You can try to narrow it down to one or two points, but it really can't be. But you can try. And I feel like that's what's going on here with the article is like, here's price points and maybe there you go. But you also have to take into consideration just the quality of the game itself and things yep. like that. And it's hard. Like, uh, let's say Dead Cells. Dead Cells is really good, very fun, amazing loop. Like, you just, you play it, you die, you play it again, you just, you really enjoy it. It's a very fun game to play. It's very satisfying to play. And it's at, like, I think it's like 20, 25 price point? I think it's or is a little it 15? I, th I think it's 15 pounds, so it's probably going to be closer All to right. $20. And... Like, I can't search because I'll mess with the camera. But, um, <laughs> uh, if you, if it's like around 2015, I think it's yeah, the it's, right it's spot. It's currently 14 pounds in the UK. So that's kind of be what, $18 yeah. about? Yeah, around there. And I think they might put up the price after early yeah. access, I think they said. And I'd say, yeah, it's a pretty good price point for them. If they did $10, I'd feel like they were undervaluing themselves. Definitely. It'd be a hell of a deal for, for, for consumers, but I think they'd be undervaluing themselves. Now, if they went up to like 30, 40, I'd be harder pressed because it's a roguelike. Like, I feel like roguelikes are very fun. They have potential for infinite time, but also, I don't know, like, when I see something that high, I feel like I want something else besides just a loop. I kind of want maybe a story or something. Yeah. When you hit a higher price point like that. Or just an incredible ride. Like, I have fun with it. It's satisfying, but it's not like, oh my god, I'm getting blown away in a way. It's where we're to put it, like, it's satisfying. It's a very satisfying game. It's not a mind-blowing game, it's a satisfying game. And Dead Cells, I think, is, is a perfect $20, $25 game. I think it's right where it should be, and it's really good. Uh, there's other games that they are not as well-crafted, or not as well-balanced, or just different things. I'm not gonna name, name names. names. Name names. <laughs> I've played them, and they just don't feel like they should be there. They, should, they feel like they should be lower. Because they're just not as good, but that is a feeling about quality of these yeah. games. And maybe they should still be at the same price because maybe art prices or how much time they put into it and things like that. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing to do. So I'm like, I'll stop talking about prices. I'm going to put the price on the uh, on the video, but I'm going to stop talking about prices and how much it's worth to me because it might not actually be a good idea to even yeah. talk about that. The it's one of those people have been talking about what is the value of something for you know. Centuries, essentially, it's yeah. It's uh, the the golden rule is something is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah, and when you get you know these ridiculous free to play games where you can buy mm -hmm. five hundred dollars skins for something or other, you know, oh, God. <laughs> somebody has obviously paid that much for that, so they put that value on it. But yeah, I, I just found found it. It was an interesting article, and it was basically spun off from figures that came out from the late last steam sale and it, it was saying the average price of a game that was sold during that week was like less than four dollars and that, that is just the, the whole thing about this whole race to the bottom because there's so many games now d devs are feeling forced they have to lower the price in order to get those sales and it, it it's it's one of those things that could in the long term, hurt the industry. It's certainly going to hurt the, certain developers if they, you know, 
reduce their price so much they only sell x number of copies that means well all that time and effort they put into it that they're, they're probably you know not you know pay, paying their bills and that and they certainly won't have enough money to work on their next game and that's the, that's the long term and i'd argue we're already there anyway we're already there yeah. like i always wait for steam sales not on purpose but because i don't have any money there's plenty of people who wait because they don't have any money. I bought at least a dozen games for like a dollar to three dollars each because I could afford to just so that I had more things to cover. Yeah. Because we had nothing during the, during the summer, as we know, yeah. to cover. And it's just like, well, if you don't have a lot of money, you can get a bunch of things and it's really great. And sometimes you buy crap because it's a dollar, but um, that's what happens. Then there's people who do have money, but they're just very frugal about it and they, they do that as well. And then there's the people who are just licking their lips, just waiting for things to get cheap. <laughs> uh, it's happened to oh, a lot. You, you also have to forget about, uh, think about those people mm -hmm. that just buy like two games a year. Mm -hmm. That too, that as well. It's normally Madden and FIFA, but because uh... <laughs> <laughs> lawbreakers are suffering from that. Like uh, there are people who are just like uh, it doesn't have that many players, whatever, and then like it's not going to make it. It's going to go free to play, and they're waiting for it to hit free to play so they can play it. There are people who are, they're, they're driving people away because they want to go free-to-play, which is such an insidious thing. Yeah. And so we're already at that point where people are doing crap like that, and so I think it is detrimental already, and that's not good. You have, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like too late a little bit on some developers where they just came out later. And that is the advice that was from, when I went to Comic-Con, there was a developer panel. Which right. was awesome. I got there's an indie developer panel talking about how to be successful. It was Ian Flood from Shovel Knight. He was there. Uh, developers of I forgot the other developers apparently, oh, but dear. they were all successful developers. They sold like a hundred thousand copies of of their games and stuff like that. So they were definitely successful if you sell that many. Uh, even at a one dollar, it's still a lot. And they're there and they're talking about success. And they're all like, "Yeah, have a job." Don't don't just be full-time developer when you're first making these because the more money you have, the more time you have to develop. And they're yeah. saying like your development time is as is how much time you have uh, how much job time you have. Like as long as you have a job, you can keep developing. Yeah. You lose a job, you can't keep developing. You just can't. You got to be able to stay alive. So that was their advice, have a job and do this. But you have people who will just go full-time as this is their only thing. They need this to work out. If this doesn't work out, they're kind of dead. I was like, well, oh crap! Don't want don't want them to tank, but this is not the this. It's such a flood of games. It's like, you might tank, and then what happens? And yeah. it's very heartbreaking. And those stories are happening daily right now. We're seeing games come out every day, and they're not doing anything, and it's very unfortunate. And so, bleh. <laughs> speaking of things to stress about, though, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is doing the Can same thing. Can you hear thing. that sound? That's the toilet flushing. That, that's, uh, that, that's, that's YouTube going down the, the pan. The thing is, it's, it's hard to talk about YouTube unless you're someone so big that you don't have to worry about it, but us being small enough, you're like, what if they hear us? But it's even affecting the big YouTubers because we've it seen, you know, bigger YouTubers like uh, Nerd Cubed, Angry Joe, people like that saying... There's something very wrong here. And Dan from NerdCube is taking two months off YouTube because it is so broken at the moment. Ooh. You know, th this is 
very significant. And I mean, we're talking today specifically about um, the fact that they the, the bots seem to be going crazy at the moment, demonetizing yes. people's videos left, right, and center. Thankfully, yeah. I, I, I appear to have dodged a bullet so far, but this is going on. This has been going on for weeks, and we know somebody who's had... 400 videos demonetized in the past week. Yes, like their their entire thing, their entire library, like 80%, I think they said like 80% yep. or 70% of the library is demonetized. And it was, it didn't make any sense because it was very innocent games getting yep. demonetized. And it's like, what's going on here? That doesn't make any sense. Like there was a game where there, it's that, it's the startup company game. There's yep. nothing in there. Yeah, it's it's a management sim. <laughs> There's nothing what in the there hell? to demonetize. It's like, what's going on there? Uh, he has like an airport game. Like, there's nothing in the airport that's going to be... <laughs> what's going on here? I don't understand. I understand if visual novels are freaking getting hit because yep. of what they are. I understand if Senra and Kagura is getting hit yep. because of what that is. But, like, this is getting demonetized? What's going on here? The bots... This is the problem, is that the bots are the bots. You don't know what the hell's going on with them. I don't think even and... Google knows what's going on with them. Yeah. Let's face it. They don't talk about it because they have no idea that... Th this is the beginning of Skynet. The, the genie's <laughs> out the bottle. The, the algorithms are out there doing their own thing, and nobody knows how to reel them back in. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't remember. I think it's the EU, maybe it's the EU, or or one of the, just one of the countries. They went after Facebook or YouTube. I can't remember which one about their videos. They're like, because there's just Nazi propaganda going yep. on there, and they're like, uh, you got to get a person on this. You need to have people on this thing checking the videos and getting rid of the propaganda and all that stuff. And they're like, we're getting like hours of content a minute. Yeah, we we can't we can't do that because they're like, you have thirty days. I'm like. We have 30 days to get a team that can somehow filter hours of content a minute. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is why the bots are happening. This is why the algorithms are happening. But what happens with anything is innocents are always going to get hit. Yep. And our friend is getting hit. And it's a terrible thing. And it sucks. I, I just don't, I don't even know. I just don't know what's going on there. They got hit. Luckily, we didn't get hit. Yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> oh, I've gotten demonetized, but it's for things that, rightfully so, like, okay, yeah, I understand. There was a, the girl was a little more scantily clad this episode, I understand <laughs> why that one got demonetized, okay, I get you. I don't know why these other ones haven't been demonetized yet, but I'm not going to tell you which ones those are. <laughs> Anything from Deadpool should be demonetized, but it's not, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but they got hit for freaking Doom. Yep. And a uh, bunch when, of random when people they hit questioned for it. What does YouTube do? Oh, they're like, we looked, you get a strike. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's not the only one, because there yeah. is a whole Reddit thread now on people having... Uh, this isn't copyright strikes. This is community guideline strikes. This is somebody from YouTube has looked at the video and given the channel a strike. And if you don't know what strikes are, they are, you know, one of the death knells for a, a channel. Essentially, YouTube operates a policy of three strikes and you're out. That's it. Your channel is gone. So one strike means you can't, what is it? You can't live stream for, for three, months. three months. And basically, if, if you have no more issues, then a, the strike will go away after three months. 
but if you get two strikes, then you can't do kind of really basic stuff like thumbnails and scheduling and things like that. So because this is this is one of those things it makes the channel really really precarious having one strike is scary having two is just damn right terrifying that's when you just go right i'm walking away for six months i can't touch my channel just in case this is why the whole thing with the the alex mauer um oh god yes the alex mauer situation she 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 was issuing copyright strikes which are basically the equivalent They're, they're the same thing a strike on your channel you know, three strikes and you're out. So this is very scary for content creators. It's it's so much of a gamble now because of random things like Alex Mauer and then the bots and everything is like, well, at any point you can get wiped out. Like, what was it a couple of years back when Sega just cut everyone down? When Sega copyright struck everything? Yep. And they the did channels that just, just disappeared. To, uh, raise the profile uh, of their own videos. They and were just like, trying to you... get rid of everybody else, mm-hmm. which was... Which caused so much bad will towards them. So much. I think it did a lot more damage. Well, I Total think. Biscuit boycotted Sega for how many years? It's yes. literally only in the past two, three months he has mm-hmm. started making Sega content again after boycotting them for, I think, close to five years. Yeah, it's been around that time because... That was very, very messed up. You just ruining people's livelihoods doing that. People's hobbies, just people who just have passion for games, they got cut down. And it's that's the scary thing about YouTube. And it's like, well, fudge it, I'm going to be a Twitch now. That's that's all I'm doing now. I'm gonna go do Twitch. And on because that note, YouTube I've been spending a lot more time on Twitch on recent. <laughs> yes. Because YouTube's rival is Twitch when it comes to gaming, but it's a different beast at the same time. It's a very different beast. Uh, so YouTube still doesn't have a true rival. It just has a rival, kind of, yep. in Twitch. Uh, Twitch does take a lot. I don't... Let's face it, YouTube is just going to suddenly turn into just somewhere for cat memes, music videos, and makeup videos. That's it. <laughs> and then, You can't channels. have... No, no, you can't have drama. That's something that's not ad-friendly. You can't have anything political. You can't have any thought-provoking, you know, discussions of any sort. You can't have Let's Plays of certain games. It's... YouTube has... Well, Google has been scared, become scared since the adpocalypse. Since all yes. those big companies pulled their money from YouTube. And this is the result we're seeing. And it's... It's... Kind of depressing. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's one of those feelings of you. We got here too late in a way. It's like we got here too late. So because if you were more popular earlier, then maybe you could rely on Patreon or yeah. sponsorships. Because then you're not worrying about a uh, YouTube money and stuff like that. But uh, no, no, you got to worry about YouTube money if yeah, you're not big of, enough. Because I think we we missed out somewhere in the middle. It, YouTube used to be just the Wild West, and now it's the apocalypse. Where was yeah. the, the nice middle ground where everyone is happy? <laughs> you know, the companies were happy. The content creators were happy. Where was that pleasant middle ground? Did we, was it like one week in early 2016? There was, did we all miss it? Were we on holiday? <laughs> right before the ad apocalypse, apparently. Because <laughs> YouTube and Twitch are very different beasts. And YouTube has some merits to it. Like, you can't do essay format on a stream. You can't. No. 
that's something that I really love about YouTube is these essay format videos. I really like those, like Jim Sterling stuff. Yeah. Those are really good essays. Those are very well done. Not 100% the best one sometimes, but they're very well done. Like, he's had years of practice. So, when it comes to Jim Sterling, he will argues a lot of his points, and it's very good essay format. And there's other ones like that. And so, I like that format. Like, Angry Joe's Reviews, you can't do that on Twitch. Nope. That can't be done at all. He's gotten better at it every year. They've gotten funnier. They've gotten sharper. You can't do stuff like that on Twitch. You just can't. And so that's what YouTube's merits are. LPs can be done on YouTube. They can also be done on Twitch. And Twitch has its VODs, but their VOD system isn't very good. I I don't know. Um, but, I mean, that, that is also one thing in Twitch's favor. Twitch does seem to be innovating, improving all the time. They're, 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 they're adding new stuff. They're, you know, listening and things like that. YouTube just doesn't seem to want to listen. Yeah, they're, they're very much really la, 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 not listening. No, no, no. There's no problem. They're, they're, no, then we're not unsubscribing people. No, there's no problem with the ads. Uh, oh, oh no, 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 nobody uses the edit function. We're going to get rid of that. Oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be off in their own little world. I don't even know. Like, I, I definitely noticed the dip in viewership because they're not sending the sub boxes right now. I was like, yep. What the hell's going on? And it's always that issue. It, that always comes up. It's like, well, they're not sending. And then YouTube's like, no, things are working as intended. No, they're not. No, no, no. <laughs> Just told you. Look at the figures. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. It's it's like, that, no. You do know that means you're getting less ad revenue, right? Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> like, what are you telling? Don't just say it's working because it's not, bruh. Like, it's a whole lot of coding. Something's going on. Fix it. Check the code. <laughs> hire, hire two men to delve into that code. I've got a buddy who has been working with Google for like 10 years. Uh, he's one of their program guys. Like, at like 4 a.m., he has a beeper. They still use beepers. At any point <laughs> in the day... One he, of he the gets... biggest tech companies in the world, <laughs> yeah. they use beepers. <laughs> mm -hmm. And his his job is 24-7. Like, he gets paid a lot of money to be ready at any time. Yeah. They, they call it whatever, beep, 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 okay, what do you need me for kind of situation... They fly him around the world, and he's just fixing things or whatever. Anywhere that Google needs help with, he's going around. He's making yep. bank doing that. It's like they're very they they work they yep. they work there. But it's like maybe hire a couple more guys. Yeah. Maybe hire a couple more guys. If people are saying things aren't working, you gotta look into it. Not placate with no things are working as intended because it just feels crummy. It really feels not good. Just not good at all. And on that sour note, <laughs> well, uh, can't we feel, let, finish on something upbeat? Come on, okay, you, you must have something, something happy to, to report. I know I've been bringing the the, the tone down. Come on, <laughs> this is your show. Give, give us something it, to there smile is so about. Much, there's so much doing, Glenn. They're like, uh, the positives are we're we're getting we are getting developers. We're talking developers, so that's going to happen. So I'm really hyped for that. Um. Uh, that's it. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> there's always going to be a place for YouTube, I feel, in gaming because of essay format and stuff like that. And I enjoy doing the LPs and doing the recommendation videos and everything. I really like it, but I'm doing a lot of Twitch as well because I am a little worried as well. I'm like, I might need to Twitch a little more often. Yep. Because of what's going on with YouTube, it, it's, a, it's a worrying state. But still having fun, still having fun with everything. It's just uh, yeah. I mean, th that's the thing. I still love YouTube as a platform. The community, you know, 
well, some of the community, the, the, there are some <laughs> commenters, but uh, the community, the, the ability to do creative stuff, to do the long form, to do kind of deep dives and analytical stuff and essay format, as you said. But it's the people running it up. The algorithms and bots running it, which is the problem. And hopefully somebody, you know, like you says, tweaks the code and actually fixes some stuff. We can actually all be a little happier. Mm -hmm. It was like, sub box off? No, keep it on. Keep it it on. Keep it on. Little advice, folks. That little bell next to the subscribe button. Click it. It does help. I feel like that's their excuse. Like, we have a bell now. If they never hit the bell, you know, then our hands are clean. Maybe yeah. no. It's like, the bell didn't always exist, bro. It <laughs> didn't always exist. I don't... Come people on, YouTube, people used to get the videos in their sub feed, you know, you know. Yeah. And then there's the whole argument about trending page. Oh, God. This thing that no one's watched is on the trending page. Well, this other thing that is gigantic in the views is not on the trending page. You sure this isn't paid advertising? You sure? <laughs> Like I think it's it's that it's the the, the lies that everyone knows the truth about, but yep. no one can do anything about it. Is the trending page is one of them? It's it's obviously advertised. It's advertiser money for YouTube, but they act like it's not, and it's one of those things. It's annoying, but that's what it is. And I t- I brought it back down. I brought it back <laughs> you down. brought it back down. Um. Okay. Come on, okay. Something will be. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. Advice for the kids. Don't start a YouTube. <laughs> um, it's got to be about passion. It's always got to yep. be about passion. It's it's that's how it is. It's it's almost the four year anniversary of the channel. So taking stock in that, we've gotten two million views. We've got a lot of people have watched a lot of things. We've we've made almost four thousand videos because of course we did. Um, we've had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of viewers, and we have like we prevented six suicides, which is huge. Um. That's the upbeat is that ch- your channel can do things. Yeah. Your channel can do amazing things. You can create a lot of smiles. You can bring a lot of relief to people. That's the magic of what YouTube can do uh, with a channel is you can help people out. You can help yeah. people feel better and have better days. And those are the positive of YouTube. Um, there's, there's a lot of hate as well on there, but there's also a lot of good on there as well. And that's what makes YouTube great. Twitch, you have to be there for it. That's the one problem with yeah. it. You can't... It's in the moment type stuff. You can't you can't stumble across stuff as easy on YouTube on Twitch mm-hmm. as you can on YouTube. You That's can for sure. you can find somebody's channel that has been you know there for years, and you you can literally just stumble across their videos, and you know you've got a wealth of stuff you can yeah. go through. But because uh, essentially using this analogy, YouTube is the Netflix in that you can binge so much stuff. Yeah. Like, if you like this person, you like their LP, you like... I've had people who just happened upon the channel, and they just really liked one game from, like, three years ago, and they just binged through that, and they really liked it, and it's like, well, I'm happy you really enjoyed that LP, I'm glad for you. Like, I don't like any of your stuff now. Well, I'm glad you like that, at least. <laughs> you like that in the past, thank you for enjoying that. I'm sorry you don't like Phoenix Wright, I don't know what's your problem with lawyers, but okay. <laughs> I was like... But that happens where someone just like, they, they, nah, you're kind of funny. Let me see what else you got. And like, oh, I really like Soma. I'm going to watch your Soma LP. It's like, all right, there you go. And that happens. It's a nice thing where you you give someone a good day. This is the yeah. one of the best things about YouTube. You can give someone a good day. You can ha- have fun. 
And ending it out, Scarf does the advice this week. Um, <laughs> and it's advice that I realized recently, and this is from Stan Lee, is every issue is someone's first issue. Yeah. So every video is someone's first video. Every stream, everything, there's a chance this is someone's first time seeing you, so you kind of have to bring your A-game always. So if you ain't feeling it, then maybe don't, don't do it yet, and then bring it later. Twitch, however, is more of a stamina game than YouTube because you have time to edit and everything. Yeah. Twitch is a stamina question. It's being able to keep it up the entire time. No, I'm not touching <laughs> that. <laughs> People get banned from Twitch doing that. <laughs> uh, just, just, re just realizing how I worded it. Um, you, you got to be able to maintain a baseline yeah. uh, energy to to that. And everyone's guilty of dipping because you have, there's no way you can be up the entire yep. time. Uh, but, but the, it, advice, the, the, the advice is, you know, if you're doing something you love, you'll be able to yes. maintain that kind of upbeat mm. stamina. You got to be in it for the right reasons. That's yep. the advice you always hear. You got to be in it for the right reasons. But it's just something I didn't realize this yet. You got to bring it every time because it's someone's first episode every time. So I think that's the best advice I can give on YouTube and even Twitch. But for Twitch, it's just maintaining a baseline and getting good at that. I feel like that's just something you build up, like an exercise is just like, be on, be on your game for an hour, and then next time try to be on your game for two, and so on and so forth. I think the reason why people love 24-hour streams is because it's such a train wreck. <laughs> and that's why I will never do them, because I'm like, that's unhealthy, and I know you want to watch this for all the wrong reasons, not the right reasons. Nobody tunes in at the start of those 24-hour streams, do they? No, they're, they're there for they the don't. last three hours. <laughs> like, I'll do a 16-17, and I'll, I'll have my lulls in that, like, low moments in there, but I'm not going to give you that 24. It's like, <laughs> I can do the whole damn day. I'm awake, now I'm asleep. There you go. But uh, that 24 hours just ain't healthy for anybody. But they are in it for the, uh, the schadenfreude of just how effed up you are at the end of it <laughs> i like i would rather have a community that just enjoys not that yeah <laughs> but there you go that is basically a podcast with uh verbalosity i'm kidding <laughs> with john from killer bits probably get verb soon i'm just gonna keep calling him jag that'd be great uh, as always you can be found on youtube and on t it, it's everything is one is the same thing right yep, the killer everything bits. is the killer bits so you search for that just, you'll find me somewhere Maybe even a MySpace page. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God, MySpace. <laughs> that I forgot that thing existed for a couple of years. Um. Yeah, you'll find John everywhere. You find him there. Snapchat, Instagram. I don't even don't think he has those, but you can find him anywhere on those. Maybe I may have reserved those. It's just I don't use there them. There you go. <laughs> and so he's on all the things. So search that. And well, we had fun talking about from watching yep. and listening, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun, thanks and bye, and see you next time. Bye.